Hello, I'm Martijn Graat and this is Does Logistics Matter? A podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to the question today is Karin Hoogvliet, client executive Benelux at Extender Retail's Nice Logic. In this episode, we talk about global trends in retail and supply chain, the impact these trends have on logistics and the warehouse, and what the warehouse management system of the future should look like. Please enjoy my conversation with Karin Hoogvliet. Uh, Karin, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, well, my first question is always, uh, does logistics matter? I certainly think that logistics matters a lot. Our world ca- could not work uh, properly without logistics. I, <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, so um, uh, what we're going to talk about today uh, are trends, trends in uh global commerce and in supply chains, uh, trends in the warehouse. Um, what are the trends that, that you see currently? Yeah, um, good question. The, the trends that, uh, that we see currently is that the corona pandemic had a huge impact on how companies have set up their logistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of not only because of corona, but also because customer behavior changed in general, but, but also because of corona. Um, so, for example, due to working from home, due to the digitalization processes in the supply chain, um, there are increased customer demands. For example, uh, customer demand more flexible uh, solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for example, when they order a product product uh, online, they would like to have a check up front. Uh, before uh, ordering uh, an e-commerce uh, order, they would like to have a physical check. Oh, is that couch, does it have the right color or not? So what we see uh, regularly is that, that people um, tend not only to buy either online or physical, yeah. but there's more a combination of the two. Okay. Um, to be sure they have the right color or uh, whether that couch is available uh, uh, in that store close by, for example. Uh, are you saying a combination of on, uh, of offline and online that they go to the store to check out the color and maybe sit on the couch and, and lay down and say, yeah, I can do an evening of Netflix on this couch and then go home and then order the couch? Yeah, it, it, it will certainly become... Uh, and it has already become uh, more of a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then the, they will have a physical check uh, in High Street, in one of the stores close by. Yep. And if it's uh, uh, a good fit, then they will uh, probably order it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is that is a trend. What we also see is um, that the delivery of items eh, in the recent past you were already glad that the item arrived. Mm-hmm. But it more and more becomes very crucial that uh, the items will be delivered right on the date that you expect will be delivered. And also, preferably also on time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a specific time window, for example, not between 8 uh, a.m. in the morning and 12 uh, in the evening, but uh, uh, let's say a time window of, to- of two or max four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, what is also really crucial is uh, a seamless return uh, procedure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, for example, uh, when you order the phone, 
and, it, and it's not the right one because it's, uh, it's huge and it doesn't f fit in my pocket, uh, I would like to return it uh, mm -hmm. seamlessly. But uh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a very good experience uh, <laughs> in that case. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you're talking from personal experience now. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the returns processes is so we could fill a whole uh, podcast with, uh, <laughs> with that, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, leaves a lot to be desired still. Yeah. Actually, I'm tipping uh, all kinds of customer experience. Eh? It's always uh, about the, the end customer. Mm -hmm. And the customer experience uh, will get an even more and more important role. The, the customer is always uh, in a central position. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, when it comes to awareness, uh, for example, the customers tend to... Um, also look at is the is the product that i'm ordering now when it's applicable eh? is, is that a sustainable product uh, a good way is is it a good solution that i'm buying or am i just uh, ordering rubbish and i uh, when i throw it away it can it cannot be recycled yeah that yeah. is also uh, one of the aspects of the changed customer behavior uh, and also, can the customer identify uh, himself or herself with the with the supplier? And that has to do with 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 values, with um, actually the DNA the company stands for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is also of more importance, more and more. Now, what we also see is shortages of crucial raw materials in global uh, supply chains. For example, um, shortages um, from items sourced uh, from uh, from Asia, for example, China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the whole mess with the the shortage of the chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, exactly. Whole factories at a standstill. Yeah. Yes. And um, what we see there as as a result of that um, is that supply chains need to adapt to it because mm -hmm. the risk is too high to continue with that. So what we see is a trend to go from global sourcing more to regional sourcing mm -hmm. or even local sourcing. And uh, in the recent past, uh, the, the, the focus was really on sourcing the cheapest products. Yeah. So hence, they, they, they were sourced from, for example, China yeah. at the lowest cost so that uh, eh, the revenue would, would be the highest. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but now what we see is that supply chain companies need to, to spread their risks over more than one supplier yeah for example three suppliers and it will be uh, it will be more expensive a bit more it really has to do with uh, risk management martin yeah yeah uh, it's like uh, do you want to to put all your uh, eggs in one basket no you don't want that you want to spread your risk yeah what we also see is that yeah, labor shortages will increase even more. It is uh, incredible, but sometimes uh, people fight for personnel. Yeah. And if there's no personnel. Yeah, no, it, it, indeed. It's, it's, it's warehouse workers. It's, uh, it's truck drivers. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, I, I, many industries uh, uh, have a, a shortage in, in, in labor. Yeah, it's actually industry-wide. Eh? Yeah. So... Um, with regard to warehousing, uh, one of the solutions that is uh, that is a very good option uh, is uh, an interface to automation. Yeah. 
where it is possible for repetitive work. That is a, a great option to interface, for example, with an auto store solution or uh, uh, with uh, robots mm -hmm. or more simple, maybe with a conveyor belt or a Kardec system. Yeah. That will save a lot of uh, uncertainties. Yeah, uh, definitely a way to save on uh, on on staff. Uh, you mentioned a few other trends. So if we um, if we would look at these trends again, and we 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 take them and we uh, put them in a warehousing environment. Yeah. So what are what are then the um, the consequences of these trends that 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 you guys see in the warehouse? Yeah, that is a nice question. Uh, the results of uh, these trends in the warehouse, so the, the WMS trends, what we see is an enormous increase in uh, e-commerce and e-fulfillment. Mm -hmm. uh, and that also reflects to the changes in customer behavior, of course, eh? the, yeah. the changes we just uh, discussed. Um, practically, what we also see, uh, uh, and that can be measured very easily, that is a decreased average number of order lines per order. Yeah. Uh, for example, on average, it's uh, three lines per order, mm -hmm. let's say. And what we, at the same time, we see an increased uh, number of back orders due to shortages um, uh, in the global supply chain. Yeah. And we, yeah. we also discussed that uh, already. Yeah. For example, the parts that are sourced, uh, for example, uh, from Asia. Yeah. And maybe in the in the meantime, uh, the Chinese parties uh, uh, outsource them uh, to a company in Indonesia or in Vietnam, even. Yeah. Huh? What we also uh, see is a is a boost in um, uh, sustainable energy products due to the war in, for example, due to the war in Ukraine, mm -hmm. but also in general. Yeah. And really increase in sustainable uh, products. At the same time, um, they lack personnel and they have shortages of crucial parts that are sourced globally and they really need to ad adapt uh, quickly, Martijn, mm -hmm. really adapt quickly yeah. uh, to fast growth and to adapt their business process accordingly uh, to this disruptive change. Yeah, And we see them struggling, but um, it, I mean, to be really practical, what they really need here is a WMS system that uh, uh, adapts quickly to those uh, changing needs. Yeah. So, so how does the so, yeah, how does the the, the WMS uh, uh, help? So, what the is w what is it what is it that changes or or uh, how does it uh, how does it support companies that are uh, struggling with uh, shortages and changes in changes in suppliers and and back orders? Um, the system is uh, the WMS system definitely uh, helps with uh, its flexibility mm -hmm. and uh, with its ability to um, uh, make quick and easy configurations or changes in the settings mm -hmm. so that uh, we can help our customers adapt to the new situation. Yeah. And the new reality. Do, do you have an? Uh, can you uh, can you maybe tell us an example? Yes. Uh, for example, this uh, sustainability uh, company we are talking about. Mm -hmm. This is actually kind of a case. 
um, we see that um, they are really uh, struggling uh, with their processes, but at the same time, uh, they said, okay, we, we, we need more people. We, need, we have shortage in people. We have uh, another reality. We lack so much uh, components. We need to redefine our processes mm-hmm. and it needs to be fast. Yeah. And uh, we can support them in uh, uh, the re- redesign of their processes. Mm-hmm. We also can help them um, uh, in a very concrete way to speed up the new reality, the support of the new reality in terms of configurations. Mm-hmm. We can do the settings, change the settings, uh, or uh, come with an advice to to act differently. Yeah, and so um, and are these the uh, processes uh, of uh, how they gather parts in a warehouse or or. Uh, um, do light assembly or or maybe uh, uh, things are in back order and from which warehouse to ship what is is uh, are, are are these the things that we, we that we should think about or is it, it yeah mm. it is about uh uh reducing the risks uh redefining the processes uh when uh, articles go in back order how to solve it well work with uh, multiple suppliers mm-hmm. spread the risk source them more uh, regionally or even locally. And that is an operational thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but we can support that process uh, easily with our configurations. And that goes for many levels, on high level up to the very detailed level. Okay. It also can be done uh, on a very, uh, yeah, on location level, for example. Yeah, what we also uh, see as a trend, uh, Martijn, in uh, warehousing Mm -hmm. is that um, 3PLs want to be able to scale up or down very fast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether you recognize that trend. Yeah, no, I can imagine that they'd rather scale up than down. Yeah, (laughs) but sometimes (laughs) it happens because they, uh, uh, for example, when you have a very efficient WMS, uh, you you can imagine that it is uh, even possible to... uh, to uh, close one of the warehouse locations yeah. when it's not necessary anymore to hire uh, one, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. then that's lo- that's easy, uh, uh, yeah, easy money, right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does uh, so? How does your way uh, WMS uh, support these uh, the, the scaling up and scaling down? Um, Scaling up and scaling down uh, has to do with activating, uh, scaling up means activating uh, another warehouse location. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that means the, 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 the new settings for the new location need to be done. Most of the times uh, we work with uh, templates, for example, when we are in an implementation that can be done really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the implementation has been a long time ago, uh, then we need to adapt the the configuration, yeah, um, or not adapt, but but set it according to the requirements, yeah, the the current requirements, yeah, be- because if it's a when little bit longer up. ago, uh, processes have evolved and and things have changed or or improved, and this new situation needs to be is programmed the right word needs need to needs to be programmed no or it's, it's not a programming no because yes yeah, it is configuration in the configuration in this new setup yeah and for example then the settings can be it is uh, one warehouse location with uh, for example 50 users 
uh, and we need uh, uh, a setup with a uh, traditional setup with inbound uh, storage, replenishment, mm -hmm. picking, uh, shipping, picking, packing, shipping, yeah. etc. But for this uh, area, we need uh, a lot of cross-docking as well. And that will be the main part. So we need to configure uh, and, and facilitate the, the cross-docking yeah. uh, processes mm -hmm. really well. And that means um, a lot of transit really incoming straight uh, straight on to outgoing. Yeah. And uh, a big... Yeah, there's, no there's almost no storage. No then. physical it, storage. It, no, it comes in and it gets sorted into, it's a the, transit. into, into outbound lanes and it, and it leaves the warehouse again. Yes. Yeah. And for example, when there's a new uh, warehouse with emphasis of, uh, for example, value-added service activities, then the warehouse need to, to be adapted based on uh, on those criteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah with another layout, with another process, a little bit different. But it really, it goes with a setting, for example, uh, cross-docking on or off, yes or no. Oh, it's that easy. It's that easy. <laughs> it is with flags, nice. so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, really nice that you <laughs> mentioned the word nice, uh, Martijn. Yeah. That's the name of our WMS. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, and, uh, so uh, I guess this also um, uh, matches one of the trends that you said where order lines are, uh, are going down and there's a uh, shift... Um, I think maybe yeah, a shift more from uh, people buying things offline to people buying things online, which I guess is the reason that the number of order lines is going down. Uh, that that means a, a reconfiguration of uh, a lot of warehouse processes as well, because it's it's completely different if you're uh, resupplying your stores than if you uh, than if you are running a fulfillment operation. Yeah, that is true, completely true. And because of those um, wide variety of needs uh, of customers in warehouses, um, it is so incredibly easy to use those settings and to use the right settings for the right uh, type of, for the type of customer you uh, would like to serve, but also for the type of. Uh, um, requirements they have and the flows. Uh, what we also see as trends in uh, warehouses that, that, for example, 3PLs want to have fast client onboarding times. Mm -hmm. That is really crucial uh, when a 3PL has a new yeah. customer and we call that a client, that it that that client can be uh, onboard, has a very short onboarding process. Yeah. That is... Uh, it's like a consumer that just ordered a phone. They want to go live. Have it now. They want to go live tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And not postpone <laughs> it to, uh, in two weeks or yeah. maybe in a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then what we also see is shortages in personnel. And that is really, yeah, we all have to cope with it. It is a very wide trend in, in all sectors, like mm -hmm. we discussed before. And... Um, as a result of that, we see a necessity for automation, for example, the interface yep. to uh, auto store robots uh, and all types of automation. What we uh, also see, and that is your question, the need for a flexible, agile WMS that is highly configurable in order to be able to quickly adapt to the new reality. Mm -hmm. 
Karin, can you explain what it is that uh, makes a warehouse management system flexible? Of course. A warehouse management system becomes flexible when it's uh, a SaaS solution. Because when you have a SaaS solution, all the functionality is captured in the standard and it's easy to maintain. Mm -hmm. Secondly, what makes it easy? Um, when it's a modular system, when it's built yeah. up in based on modules. Yeah, what you said about the cross-docking, just you turn cross-docking on or you turn cross-docking off. Or you turn it off. Yeah. Yes. And do you when the customer doesn't need all the extra uh, modules, mm -hmm. then we can turn them off and the customer doesn't pay for them. Another way to be very flexible is to work agile. And for example, we work agile and we work with uh, sprints. Those are uh, short times to develop mm -hmm. uh, uh, a new functionality from A to Z in total. Uh, and we work uh, in sprints of uh, three weeks. Yes, you respond quickly to the customer needs. Yes, we do. Yes. Moreover, it is really important that the system is is developed uh, based on the yeah, latest technology. What do you mean with latest technology? Uh, well, latest technology um, according to uh, the latest technology standards. A mm -hmm. um, couple of years ago, three years ago, uh, we decided to... Um, completely rebuilt our WMS system. We have rebuilt, nice logic, uh, based on the latest technology uh, standards. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a complete, it was not a makeover, you know, it was a complete rebuilding of the, the system according to the latest industry and technology standards. Uh, and in, it, it includes uh, everything. I mean, being able to, to, uh, to deliver a good SaaS solution based on uh, technology. Uh, we deliver a platform-independent solution, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a big change. That was yeah. a big change as well, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it facilitates a simple and effective uh, integration platform, and it makes the integration so easy and quick. And it can be an integration, for example, with the TMS system, uh, or an integration to uh, uh, to an automation system, for example, an auto store system, or uh, um, the robots in the warehouse. The robots, in the, yes. So, so speaking of robots in the warehouse, uh, if we look to the future, and the future will definitely hold more robots. I think we're we're uh, we're clear on that. Um, what does the what are the key com components for the WMS of the future? It needs to be SaaS-based, anyhow. It needs to be flexible, highly configurable, platform-independent solution. Um, and yes, I would say those are very crucial components of uh, being, uh, being ready for the future. Well, Karin, thank you very much uh, for uh, giving us uh, your opinion and your view on the trends. Uh, and for uh, yeah, getting the listeners ready for the WMS of the future. Thank you so much, Martijn. It was a pleasure.
thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog at logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ruggerman and produced by Michael Spengler. This podcast was sponsored by Extender Retail. Extender Retail's Nice Logic WMS was developed approximately 25 years ago. It was recently completely rebuilt from scratch based on the latest technology standards. Their WMS is used to support wholesalers, retailers, 3PLs, e-commerce and e-fulfillment companies across Europe. Nice Logic has earned a market-leading position in Scandinavia. They are located in Sweden, Norway, UK, Spain and the Netherlands and further expansion will follow. For more information, visit extenderretail.com.